Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowlands and I'm joined this morning, or this afternoon, sorry, by Ashley Priest. We said we'd be doing this at 12 o'clock, so apologies, we are a little bit late, but Cameron Archer signed a five-year deal at 12 o'clock as well, so we've been a little bit busy. There are some kids outside, by the way, with a flute or a recorder or something, They're obviously celebrating the Cameron Archer news, so if you can hear that, I do apologise. <laughs> uh, Ash, how are you, mate? Yeah, all right. Five a.m. run this morning, Dan. I'm, I'm waiting for oh, you nice. to join me one of the weeks. So, uh, okay. <laughs> starting my day off right with that, and then press conference this morning, which was an early one, uh, quarter past nine. So Villa train about ten eleven. So yeah, uh, pre-training press conference with with Gerard. Okay, cool. I might join you for a five a.m. run virtually. I'll do one here. <laughs> I don't know if I can physically go to your place for five o'clock. That's far too early. Match preview then, the first one of the season, we'll do these every day where there's a press conference, whether that be the Thursday or the Friday, we'll, we'll chat for 20 minutes or so. I'm going to try and keep these a little bit more tight, so we've got five sections, this is how Ooh. these are going to work. Here we Presser, go. injury updates, predicted 11, a prediction for the game, and any other business, which is just anything that isn't about Villa or Bournemouth. Um, today I'm going to move the any other business section from the end to the start, because any other business today is Cameron Archer signing a new contract. Yeah, um, A new one. He only signed a, a, his previous one last uh, December, I think it was, 2021, uh, which was a four-year deal to 2020, 2025. Yep, that's right. This is a five-year deal to 2027. Yep. Big statement of intent, isn't it, that? Huge, huge deal for him, yeah. Like I say, he's only just extended, really. He had another three years left to run on it. And, and yeah, massive sign of faith from Gerard, who must be mightily impressed by him. We had the news this week from Gerard saying he's going to stay. He's staying around here. He's going to be a Premier League player this season. So, yeah, huge statement of intent. That is, and fair play to Cameron. He's knuckled down, I think, two years ago. He was on the bench at Solio Moors, something like that. Not really getting a kick. And now look at him, really flourishing. Looks a totally different player. Banging form. <clears throat> and uh, fair play to him. Huge day for his family and himself. And, uh, yeah, love, can't wait to watch him in Clarence Blue from, from here on in. Really exciting prospect and goals, 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 Dan. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's financial uh, implications from from signing a new contract with the, obviously the Carney stuff that's happened in the last few days with him going to Chelsea now officially. But there was no reason really to give Archer a new contract with him having three years left. It was only yeah. last year he got it. You know, he tweeted earlier this week in a picture of himself in the new kit with a padlock emoji, which you know kind of locked in for the new season. You know, not going out on loan. Didn't have to give him a new contract. If he could have easily could have gone another six months, another twelve months, and and there'd be no risk of selling him or anything. So, is a statement of we back you, we believe in you, and you're going to feature here at Aston Villa for for the long term. That's that's a really that must be a really nice feeling for him. Huge, yeah, huge feeling for him. He's had a really good successful uh, summer with the under twenty ones as well, getting on the score sheet there as he's made made and made and games for them. Uh, yeah. Been on fire ever since his Preston loan deal. Ryan Lowe said some great comments this week. Preston bossed about about him. Deserves everything that comes his way. Um, really good trainer, and he's putting his pra- that pra- into practice in the matches now, as you've seen over pre-season. So, yeah, huge, huge. Only twenty twenty one. So plenty of 
plenty of um, years at Villa Park for him. And yeah, a big show of faith from Gerard as well. You know what I mean? Gerard's it's huge from to have your manager and your club back in that way. He must be bouncing around the walls now and can't can't wait yeah. to get out there. So he's in he's involved tomorrow in the squad tomorrow. I bet some fans would like to see him start, you know, given the form he's shown. So he's he's really yeah. pushing Watkins and Ings now. You know, he's really pushing them. So he's on their coattails. And rightly so. So go on, Cameron. Big big year for him. And I I'm, I'm chuffed for him. I'm delighted for him. Yeah, there is a few comments on Facebook Live and YouTube Live uh, saying he should start tomorrow. Um, Jonathan says he's going to be a big cup star this season, which yeah, in the early stages he will feature in those cup games and maybe get us you know closer into the, the latter stage. And we'll all kind of thank Cameron Archer for for getting us all the way to a final or something. Uh, and Darren Walter says Archer to be our number one st- choice by February, I would say. But yeah, he certainly will compete with with Watkins. And yeah. If he comes in and scores goals, the shirts is it's as simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, it's simple um, as that. In terms of Keenan Davis, someone's asked here, Brent, uh, you'd assume there's got to be some kind of exit for him, whether that be alone or permanent. I don't see that being Nottingham Forest now with them you know, signing lots of players and one of them not being Keenan Davis so far. Um, so you'd assume he would go very quickly on, on any other business section. Um, Aaron Ramsey to Norwich. Do you want to talk about that quickly? Yeah, Dean Smith's taken a fancy to Aaron Ramsey, Jacob's younger brother. He's 19. Uh, yeah, a bit, bit of a favourite under Dean Smith last this time last Summer, Aaron Ramsey played a big part in pre-season, played in a lot of games under Smith. Yeah. And I think he was on the bench against Brentford in one of the early home games as well, Aaron. So, yeah, Dean Smith said this week at his press conference, either today or yesterday, he wants more creativity, more people who can unlock the doors for him at Norwich. And Aaron Ramsey fits the bill, but a bit of a jump up for him. He was at Charlton from January to May last season now, uh, played under Michael Duff there. Played, had nine starts, 15 appearances at Charlton in League One. Didn't rip it up as, as everyone thought he would, but um, the summer he's had with the England under-19s, winning the Euros there, he's really developing nicely now. So, nice little loan, that one. I'm sure Dean will look after him as well, uh, given his relationship with the Ramsey, Jacob and his family. And, yeah, a great move. It looks like on paper. And, yeah, Dean will, Dean will look after him down there. So, yeah, the information I'm getting is Dean Smith's keen on Aaron Ramsey. And if he's not involved tonight for Villas under-21s, you know why. So um, yeah, bit of a bit of a step up for Aaron, and we want to see him get to the next level now because the talk amongst the England coaches down uh, the FA and stuff. Aaron Ramsey is the the golden boy kind of thing. He's, he's he's always been seen as the one that has that ability and that can really be a star. He has more ability than Jacob. A lot a lot of coaches tell me that and scouts and whatnot. But Jacob's knuckled down and done the physical side. So mm. now's the time for Aaron to develop nicely and what a place to do it under Dino, eh? Yeah, the the interview of, of Jacob and Aaron together in Australia. When you look at the two of them, you can you can clearly see that Aaron's the younger of the two. He looks smaller. He looks a little bit like he's two years a little bit well. still. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a season in the championship with a Norwich side, you expect to be pushing back for promotion. And if he if he gets minutes there, that that will be a good low move. And obviously, linking up with um with Dean Smith as well, someone that he obviously knows well. Um. Let's rewind then back to the press hour because they were doing this all out of order. You've had the press conference this morning. What's your kind of takeaway lines from, from Gerard today or, or the atmosphere ahead of, uh, of the, the big kickoff tomorrow? Yeah, it's a bit weird on the press conferences because the, the written section, I'm in the written section with the national guys and whatnot. We, we get kept, kept out of the room from the broadcast section. And I've seen that, I've seen the TV quotes, which is the most telling one for me was Carney, obviously. Um, he was asked about Carney's situation yesterday and he said, listen, no one's bigger than the club. No one should think they're bigger than the academy, and we need to set a precedent that way. And that's how it was. How it was uh, mapped out. 
going to get a good deal for that, obviously, as we know, £20 million. So he spoke well on that one. No nonsense from Gerard. Love, love the way he spoke about that one. Transfer, still still a bit more to do, just a little bit. Hmm. From Gina Gina G, a song in the 90s. People remember that one, just a little bit more. Um, don't know why I'd, I'd be thinking of that. I put it there, just a little bit. But um, so yeah, just a little bit more in terms of in- incomings for Gerard. A new number eight, as we know, is on the on the wish list. And I'm yeah. sure Johan Langer is working overtime to get one in to come in and real real rival the place. I'll, I'll have a story tonight on Jay, uh, Diego Douglas Louise's contract situation. I asked Gerard about that. We've got an embargo on that half ten tonight, but it's I asked him about what, what what's the latest of Douglas and how that differ, differentiates from Carney's situation. No, 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 the contracts are dwindling, but he said there's a big difference. Um, so we'll get that tonight. So, some more clarity on Douglas's situation. I don't know what people are making the comments. Douglas Louise, would you would you want to see him tied down on a new deal? Gerard, I think that's that's the case. The conversations are ongoing now, so we'll see what happens with that one. I'll have more clarity later. What else was good picks? Captaincy, Dan. Mm-hmm. He says Tyra Ming's a little bit quieter um, than the previous. So, Maybe hurting a little bit, but he's been great behind the scenes. Uh, Tyron had a little, little bit of a knock this week, but he, he should be okay for selection tomorrow. And John McGinn's, yeah, he's hoping to the Caps will take him to a new level now. So, yeah, things are changing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gerard said when he was appointed in November that he made Mings his standing captain for now, whereas, whereas his first full season, John McGinn's, he's his captain, my captain, he said. So, yeah, some good stuff on the Caps, which, which will come out later as well tonight. And yeah, um, Keenan Davis will play 45 minutes tonight for the, the 21s against Boram. We might see Al Ghazi and Bertrand Triore play, uh, Gilbert and people like that. So minutes for them. Anything else that was interesting? No transfers. He's still looking. He's still looking to improve, as I mentioned. And yeah. that was it, really. Um, some bits on Bournemouth, but nothing too too much. But some good stuff on Carney, transfers, captaincy, Douglas Louise. This, that, and the other, and obviously Buendia's injury was a bit of a bit of a blow, wasn't it? Really, I know he's okay, but he's been out for a week now. He only trained yesterday, and um, he's a date for tomorrow. Gerard's uh, going to analyse it tomorrow, so see how he trains today. So we'll see. Mm, you've ruined my injury news section after ah, what I was saying. I've got to watch that, haven't yeah. I? Doing too much. Um, no, that's absolutely fine. The, on Dougie, um, the two comments came in. The first people, um, Jamie Mullins said no. And Jason straight after said 100%. Ah. So that is how polarizing Douglas Louise is. Brilliant. You're either all in with him or, or, or totally against it. Oh, I'll right. keep him, like I've said to him before, I think he still offers things on the pitch and even just from a, a financial smart business thing to do, even if you think he's going to leave in a year or 18 months, you might as well tie him down to a contract and get some money. What, why lose an asset for free if you can help it? I mean, we were, we were all kind of resigned to losing Carney for. Three hundred thousand pound in January, yeah, twenty million for him. Yeah, so you know you've got to be smart about things and, and do things from a business perspective sometimes as well. Um, injury news. Oh. <sighs> transition oh. coming through there. Yeah. That'll be there next week, hopefully. Yeah, um, Wendy is the one that I wanted to talk about because I'm confused. So I feel like there must be some yeah. other people that are confused as well. So I'm just going to. This is my perspective of how things have gone this morning. Villa have tweeted a uh, nice graphic, to be fair, of an injury update of Buendia, Mings, and yep. Chambers, saying basically saying they're all fit. Um, yeah, you meet yourself, Ash, where you have a cough. Um, <laughs> they're all fit. They've had knocks or whatever, or a bit of an injury. I think Chambers was ill, but they're all fine and available for selection. Then at 10 a.m., you tweet and Greg Evans tweet and other journalists tweet that uh, Emmy Buendia is a doubt for tomorrow because he's only trying once yesterday. Yesterday, this is how I just see it, by the way. 
yesterday they post a video of Buendia smashing mm-hmm. in a goal in training. So you think, oh, he's clearly fit and ready. But if that's yeah. his first day of training, on paper, I guess, you are a doubt for a, for a match because you only trained once this week. But fans yeah. are looking at it going, the club says he's fit. Ashley Priest says he isn't. What's going on there? So yeah. explain to it in the best of your ability, what is Emmy Buendia's situation? Right, as I said previously, the, the written the newspaper journalists, including myself, get locked out of the not locked out, but told to wait outside while the TV stuff gets done. I think Gerard did a team news update on the TV. He said, Oh yeah, Emmy's okay, Emmy's had a knock, whatever. And then um they all come out and we go in then and I, I ask about the team news. I asked about Buendia first. Um big clamour for him to start and that one of the most popular players at Villa at the moment. We want to see him explode this season. Joe said he's had a knock. He's had a, he's been out for the last week. He, he picked up a thigh strain, a thigh issue. Not a thigh, sorry, quad. That is your thigh, yeah. Um, that is your thigh. Uh, against Fulham last week, and, and he hasn't trained since yesterday, and he's waiting to speak to the medical staff. Cop Brighton. Right sorry, mate. Cool me. Um, so, yeah, we got a separate team news update from Gerard, and he said he was analysing tomorrow. He'll wait until tomorrow to make a decision on him. Um, so that was quite big, big, big news from the press conference, from the written section. Okay, so he's a doubt for tomorrow. He's unsure on him whether he can we can start a game. So he's a doubt for that one. Um, he's due to train today. Buendia training's ongoing now, and Gerard he's yet to speak to the medical staff to see how training went yesterday, um, how he was feeling. I seen that clip yesterday as well with Buendia bending one in, and when you're shooting like that, you're using your quad. So I'm thinking he must be okay then. Yeah. But the information we got from Gerard himself, from the horse's mouth, is that he's an, he'll, he'll assess it tomorrow, which means yeah. he's a date. So, but yeah, the first time I've seen Villa do a graphic like that, that's something new from them this season. And we usually get embargoed at 10am because the press conference starts at 9.15 and then they say on the hour, 10 o'clock, you can do a little team news update. But they went at 9.45 to make us all look stupid. But uh, <laughs> it's all right in the end. But yeah, if he's fit, he's fit. If he's not, he's not. I think that's fair. I mean, a player that's only trained once or twice before a match day and it's the first big game of the season, I would say that that can be classed as a doubt because you're unsure whether they are ready to go because they've not yeah. had a four weeks of training. But yeah. from that video, and if he trains well yesterday, today, and tomorrow morning, Gerard assesses him with the medical team and they say, yeah, he's absolutely fine. He's no yeah. longer a doubt. So, you know, this one of those, isn't it? We might see him play, we might not. It's a nice excuse if he doesn't play to say, mm, yeah, he wasn't, you know, his quarter still wasn't quite right. So, kind of covers both bases really doesn't it whether he plays or not um that makes sense now for you Dan? Do you yeah i think i've got it i think i've yeah. got it i think yeah, i've got yeah. it yeah. it was confusing it was confusing because it was like villa at the club mixed messages and then yeah. the press is saying that he's had he's, he is a doubt because we haven't assessed him yet so it's like well he can't be both well, he yeah. can't be both as well but yeah whatever <laughs> let's move on um predicted 11 section we did um we did this the other day on, on a facebook live so i'm going to flash up the graphic that i did there um but the uh, the side that we picked a few days ago. There's no changes to this that you went with. Chambers still starting at centre back. Yeah, Chambers is the one, and obviously with Buendia's injury, I think Coutinho is a starter now. Um, with it being away from home, a newly promoted club, a bit, bit of a Lions Den, you probably want Buendia there. Uh, I know supporters would like Buendia there uh, on that left hand side, but I think he'll go with that one. That system there with Coutinho starting. Big big favourite of Gerard's in the Coutinho. Can turn it on like a light switch and hopefully he turns it on a lot this season. So yeah, Coutinho, Watkins and Bailey. Bailey has to start. Gerard spoke spoke well of him today as well, given his pre-season. The other, the other position, Dan, is, is that left-hand side of the midfield three, Jacob Ramsey. 
Mm. Had a bit of a quiet summer for me. Um, hasn't dominated games, hasn't scored. Did he score against Warsaw? No, he wasn't involved against Warsaw. Uh, and hasn't been too much to shout about with Jacob. So I'm wondering, Dougie maybe come in for that one, a bit of ball retention there, quiet the crowd down, keep the ball. We'll see with that position. But yeah, Kamara McGinn nailed on to start. Cash nailed on to start. Diego, Luca Dean, Martinez, and the other one is, is the centre-back, whether Mings, Chambers or Conte. But on the form over pre-season, what I've seen, Chambers is just ahead of the rest. So that's more, more predicted 11 for tomorrow. And we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you've said there. Um, I think Louise got got previous, scored against Bournemouth two years ago, was it, I think? My um, goal that was, was as well. His first home game of that season. Was Seen it more first, of that. Was that the first season back in the Prem? It was, yeah. Tom Eaton had a rush of blood, didn't he? Penalty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think the team got to him. Go on, I'll clean him <laughs> out now. <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember that well. Um, yeah. yeah, Douglas, I won't mind him starting again. We've talked about it a lot with, with other people um, offering goals to the side. Whoever is that midfield eight, whether it's Ramsey, Louise, obviously McGinn, you expect to start most games as well. Yeah. They've got to be chipping in with, with more goals than they have in previous seasons to make the whole kind of team tick together nicely. Um, just want to go back to any other business quickly. There was a stat that I saw that I wanted to mention from Pete, the Canadian villain from the Holy Trinity show. I love Pete. His kind of pre- I love Pete. pre-season yeah. preview this morning. So I'm, I'm blatantly nicking this from him if he's watching and anyone watching thinks, oh, I've come up with this stat. I haven't. Um, we talked a lot about home wins on our season preview. How many we think we'd like to see Villa get this season and make it a bit of a fortress. Um, Villa haven't won more than seven home games in a season since we got promoted. So we won seven home games in the year we got, got up. Seven home games in the behind closed door season. We only won six at home last season. Poor, isn't it? You've got to be getting close to double figures. I mean, we've, yeah, we have yeah. talked about this before, so we're rehashing stuff a little bit. But if you win... 11 at home and get a couple of draws and you're still kind of semi-decent away which you know we, we are okay that really will propel you up the league won't it you've, you've got to be getting more than six home wins it's huge it's something Gerard spoke to the players about as well home form this season has to be very good double fit you want 10 wins really um, I, th- I think that's probably on the on the, on the whiteboard at Bodymore in the <laughs> changing rooms you know 10 wins at home, that's the aim. Get to that. Can we get more? Can we get 11-12? I think that's a big remit for Gerard this season. He wants to improve the home form. He made, he made a beeline over that in, in Australia as well when I spoke to him. Uh, his aims for the season, he said, yeah, we want to improve league position. And he went home form. Home form is massive. So Gerard knows he has to improve the home form this season. If Villa are to go where they want to go to, Dan, you know, um, packed out down there next week against Everton. Expectant crowd. Um, and rightly so, given the business we've done and the, the talk of European football coming to Villa Park, hopefully, and the grand plans behind the scenes, I think it's now time to deliver and, uh, yeah, let's talk more action and more action on the, mm. on the field. So, yeah, yeah, I think home form's huge. On to our prediction then to end up this little match preview. Um, am I, well, we've, again, we've talked about this because we, we do these semi-regularly anyway, but now the focus is fully on Bournemouth. Scott Parker's definitely getting his excuses. Yeah, I saw a clip from his presser earlier of him kind of bemoaning a lack of signings and needing yeah. centre-halves and all these kind of things. As much as, you know, a newly relegated, a newly promoted side, sorry, is, is a bit of a banana skin, especially away from home and their crowd are built for it. It is a small crowd. It is a it is a struggling squad. It isn't a Nottingham Forest that have come up with a massive momentum behind them. Um, with a bigger crowd and loads of new signings, Bournemouth look like they've come up with a bit of a whimper. 
So are we getting a bit too carried away to be expecting six points out of these first two games? Win our first home and away against two sides that could could eventually be relegated? No, no, I think that's expected with the squad we've got in the pre-season we've had and, and what Gerard's telling us. I think that's that's fair. I really do. Um, we've got to be putting the newly, promo- the newly promoted sides to the sword this season. We, we threw away six points against Watford last season. Not good enough for a, a team mm. like Villa, to, Villa for that to happen. So, yeah, put Bournemouth to the sword tomorrow. I fancy to do that in the sunshine. 1,300 Villa, Villa heading down. Uh, allocation not very good, but yeah, they backed up by a full away. Away allocation. When's the last time Villa won? Um, away from home on the Premier League opening day, Dan? Probably before I was born. No, Rudy Gestead, 2015. Uh, at Bournemouth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully history repeats itself. And I don't know. Gestead ain't going to come off the benches this time. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> that's the last time Villa won away from home on the opening day in the Premier League. Is the right. Gestead header. So hopefully, yeah, another win down there would be just, would do just nice, yeah. I was waiting for you to say this like, mad stat that we've not done it for like, 50 years or something yeah. stupid. Even though, I know, even though I know that's not true, it'd be classic Villa. Um, that's it for our match preview, the first of the season. Like I said, we'll do these every day that there's a pre-match press conference. So I can't always guarantee that'll be a Friday because I'm pretty sure there is sometimes a Thursday press conference. Am I right in saying that? Or was that an old thing? No, Fridays. They'll tend to be Fridays, yeah. They will. Okay. Right. So it will almost always be a Friday then. Friday afternoon, lunchtime. We'll have a chat for 20 minutes. Uh, team news. Press the standout lines, any other business, uh, predict 11 and a prediction. Got there. I know there's five things. Lovely. Um, so, yeah, hopefully everyone's enjoyed this little update. We'll have another chat tomorrow after the game. Um, did you put a scoreline on your prediction, by the way? I'm keeping oh. track of these this season. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice then. Um, I'm going the whole hog. I'm going 3 0. I'm going Watkins, McGinn, and Archer off the bench. Wow, oh, you've got goal scorers as well. Oh, I'm going to have to get a spreadsheet going or something. Yeah, uh, come on. <laughs> I'll go 2-1. I think we'll concede because it's filler, um, but ultimately get the win and, that, and that's the main thing and then go on to beat Everton as well. Um, but we'll talk about that next Friday. Uh, so Ash, thanks so much for your time as always. Like I said, we'll catch up again tomorrow. It'll be 6, 7, 8 p.m., something like that. I don't know I don't know when yet. Uh, six-ish, yeah. Five, so six-ish. And whatever. Yeah, six-ish. Do you prefer okay. my way yeah, okay. Right, we'll catch up then. Thanks everyone for tuning in. There's predictions coming in now. 3-1, 4-0, 1-0. 4-0. 4-0. Bailey Hattrick. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? What a it real confidence be. boost would that be for the start of the season? Yeah. Cameron Hart should score. I like that. Um, yeah. All right, we'll call it a day. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching. We'll catch you all on Saturday. Safe trip to everyone going down to Bournemouth. I uh, hope you enjoy your day. Thanks, Ash, for joining me, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.